Okay, guys, welcome to episode 50, and today I'm with my boy, Charles. What's going on, Charles? Hey, how's it going, mate? How are you? Episode 50, cuz. Well, I feel very honoured to be number 50. This is a big one. I built up everyone just for you, you know, episode 50. You want to tell everyone where we are and just tell us who you are? All right. Well, first of all, where we are in the world. So if I'm going to put a label on it, we're in a place called the Bondi Health House, and it resides in North Bondi, Sydney, Australia. And right now we're in a room which is it's pretty cool. It's like got a really different vibe, a vibe in which I've uh, connected from all the parts of the world in which I've travelled to. It's uh, got a bit of a Middle Eastern, a bit of a Turkish, African, you know what I mean, sort of vibe. And uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here, my brother. Right, I think this is why I feel at like home when I'm here. It feels like I'm in my fucking nun's house. Yeah, it's, it's a bit... Am- it's amazing, bro. It's, it's got amazing. that ethnic, ethnic, ethnic vibe, eh? You just feel like... Yeah. I'm a citizen of the world over here. Exactly. And um, by the way, guys, I do apologize. I haven't done an episode for a minute. It's because being really busy, kind of touring Australia with James, opening his shows, which has been amazing. I'm actually getting ready to go home. And there was a few things I wanted to experience while being in Australia. And there was one thing I was thinking about for a long period of time. And as you guys know, and I've mentioned this a few times, I've never actually done drugs before. Oh, she not anymore. Mum, Dad, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did drugs. Marhaba, nurse, son, don't I took care of your son. He's okay. So I actually wanted to talk about this because I actually, if I was to do any drug, and I've mentioned this before, I feel kind of bad even calling it a drug, is I did psychedelics for the first time. And honestly, it it was a very spiritual experience and I actually wanted to talk to you guys about it and I, and I thought there's no one better to talk to it with Charles. And I actually did it with Charles because Charles is someone that I trust and someone that I know for a good four or five years now. Yeah, it's been it? quite some time, yeah. We were working together in Fitness First in Jewel Street. Charles, mm. Charles was one of the boys down there. Charles was a very different character then, <laughs> as <laughs> yeah, I was. Def- yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's crazy how like much we've grown and changed since then, man. And I think just spending time with you and it reminds me of the type of person I was back then and it brings me back to then and makes me acknowledge how far I've come now just from spending time with you now. It's amazing, man. Mad. It's, it's almost like as like we're maturing and like as people mature together, it's, it's weird that you know some people won't kind of follow you with that journey and then mm. some people you'll connect even more with later on. Yes, 100%. Like I feel way more connected with you now just what sort of vibrational frequency and we'll get into that a bit later but where you're vibing at now I definitely feel a stronger connection with that and we were vibing at a similar frequency back then too you know we both had a similar street vibe like you came from East London I came from Western Sydney you know minority parents like we connected and and really related to each other a lot in those ways but I feel like now um, it's a lot different it's a lot deeper and it's a lot more expensive Bro, it's a lot deeper. And to be honest, since I've been in Australia this time, I've noticed how much more spiritual I am and how much more I crave it, I think. Oh, shit. Oh, getting shit. deep, brother. Getting deep in your soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, when I first came and I was talking to Charles about it, and I've spoken to this on many podcasts about how um, I've, sp- I've spoken to so many successful people that have done psychedelics, right? And everyone talks about how it's kind of, it's a journey within yourself because the reason I don't like to do drugs is I don't want to reach a level of high. I don't go to a club and do cocaine or MDMA mm. because I'm worried I might always expect that high. Whereas this was different. 
it was going deep. Yes. Yeah, it was like yeah, having yeah. conversations yeah. on your own. And I'm not doing this to like promote, hey guys, come to and go do psychedelics, all of that shit. I'm not. I'm I just am. saying. www. But like it was, um, it almost felt like a bit of a cheat code for me to feel a bit more vulnerable and kind of have these weird conversations with myself. Mm, Does that make it. sense? How oh, would you explain like- to someone that has um, never done it or think it's something like a something negative, part, something negative or yeah. a party drug? Even, yeah, yeah. You know? First of all, I can I understand why people will have that uh, stigma about it due to the conditioning that's been put in front of us since we were young. Like you know, don't do drugs, this and that. Uh, and um, now the best way that I can describe the experience of it is was what it is, it's a, just an enhanced, deeper experience of your internal state. So if you're experiencing um, a psychedelic experience, what it happens is the walls of your ego, basically these are like constructs that you create in your mind, like things that you attach to your identity, like, you know, I'm a really good dancer, I'm really funny, I'm a fun person, or, you know, I don't like to socialize outside in front of people, I'm a really hard worker, like all of these identification attachments that you put in front of you, all that stuff gets removed and then what happens is you just get deeper within your internal state. And if your internal state is pretty lost, it's confused, it's sad, or it's actually really happy and grateful to be here on this planet right now, then that is going to be displayed and that is going to be shown. Now, the good thing about it is it speeds up the processing of what you're confused about, what you're upset about, whatever has traumatized you. So then therefore you can go through that process if you let go a lot of people talk about with psychedelics like you just got to let go and not try and fight it because a lot of people they're not used to letting go they're not comfortable letting go in general in their day-to-day life and that's why when they go through that experience it's very uncomfortable it's very unknown for them but letting go enables you to actually see what's going on deep inside you so you can actually start working through it it's like you've got a house and then you've got one room that you put all the shit in all the time and you just keep closing the door and you don't want to face it and then you just keep going into the other room and socializing people. Hey, yeah, look, I'm a really clean person. I've got a really clean house. You know, that's your ego detaching you away from the actual shit that you got in that room. But then what happens is as soon as you take the psychedelics, that fucking door opens and you've got to go in there and clean it up. And for someone who's looking for growth, who's looking for progress, who's looking to get a deeper understanding of themselves, going in that room and cleaning it up bit by bit can actually be very freeing uh, for you in your general day-to-day experience. It's... Um do get a build-up of things right i would like to think i'm quite open with my problems <laughs> in mm-hmm. the sense as in like I've, i'm fortunate and i'm lucky enough to talk to a lot of people i've i'd like not i'd like to say i do know i have a lot of good people around me so when i do have a problem or when i do have a situation i'm very comfortable telling people mm-hmm. but sometimes i think it's important to have these conversations on your own and what i've noticed more and what i think is very important is when people are going through this journey whether it's spiritual or whatever they're doing with their own life it's a lot of people take so much advice from other people, they don't actually figure things out on their own. Yeah, and that, mate, that's very true because no one can give you the answer to any of your problems because you've created all of your problems. And the way that you've created them is you've experienced life. And the way that you've perceived life is then you've perceived a situation to then be a problem. Yeah. And then for that person, because they've created that problem for themselves, the only way in which that they're going to 
prevent the problem from existing in their mind and feeding energy into that consistently is they need to find that realization themselves. It's like someone can tell someone always, you've got to lose weight, you've got to get in shape, you know, you've got to get healthy, but it won't sink in until that person really has a deep chat with themselves and assesses their values and finds out, well, wait a minute, what's this lifestyle actually doing to me? You know, where's it going to put me in five, ten years' time? What someone says to you, you've got to lose weight, you've got to get in shape, it's not going to sink in until you get that vision in your mind and you're like, holy fuck, actually, you know what? It is actually fucking me up. I really got to change my lifestyle. Yeah. And I think one thing, one thing I experienced with that is ultimately, again, what people think is when they do like psychedelics is like, um, ooh, shapes, ooh, cool, this, that, boom. Which, by the way, I uh, did it in this room and my God... <laughs> I'm not sure if you can see the Egyptians behind me, but them man were dancing. <laughs> but but it wasn't about that. It was it was more so like I I saw that right. Let me talk. Let's talk about the experience a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's good. like the first one. The first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did it twice. <laughs> it was that good. It was that good. It was that good. So the first one, Charles was like, "Okay, if you want to do it, um, uh, let's do it." It was a cool day. We started at about two o'clock. We meditated. Charles did a bit of, a, I wouldn't call it, you just did drums. You did drums. Yeah. So basically, um, before you know, you're know going into an experience like that, it's very important to set an intention behind why you're doing it. Uh, you know, It's very easy for people to go into experiences like that, like, you know, hey, yeah, fuck, let's just go see some shapes and let's see some colors and, you know, it'd be really fun. You know, they're, they're already placing uh, expectations in the experience that may um, steer them away from whatever the experience may bring and then just them embracing that. So it's important just to set an intention behind why you're doing it beforehand. That way during the experience, you can kind of take yourself back to that similar to life. It's like, set an intention for why you're going to work and then sometimes you might be at work and you might feel like shit, you might feel tired and then you just remind yourself, well, why am I here? Well, actually, you know, I love what I do and, you know. Exactly. So it's just kind of like you're setting an intention beforehand on your journey because the experience itself, it does feel a lot longer than the few hours that it actually is. Yeah. It's quite deep and it uses up a lot of energy in your mind. Your brain's making all these new connections and connecting with other parts of your brain at the same time that it doesn't normally do. Similar to like when you're a kid and you're seeing all this new stuff and you're like, whoa man look at that look at this oh my god that means this so um setting an intention calming the nervous system as well beforehand just to enable the chemical of the psilocybin so we did mushrooms to just dissolve in the body just to relax unwind just so that you can confirm in your mind that you're safe everything's good you got good people around you which by the way is a very important thing to consider before you're going to be doing anything like that and then also just a bit of sound healing so sound healing vibration basically playing the drums it allows you to remove thoughts out of your mind so any worst case scenarios oh what if this happens i don't know if i really want to do this just removes all those thoughts so you can get into presence and that way it allows a very nice entry when the door opens and embracing whatever it is is in that room of the mind <laughs> oh shit um it was a great way to disconnect from what you think is the real world. <laughs> I guess that's how I can put it. And um, I like how you said what you think. Yeah, what you think. Mm. And I think a lot of us think we should be living a certain way or a lot of us think we should be a certain way from what we see around us when really I've noticed more than ever, hashtag hippie, Darren, <laughs> that we should be focusing on ourselves 
mm. more and more. And it was one of the very few days that I've actually put my phone down and at, did not touch it at all. And although I love creating content, I love doing stuff like this. I love giving value, educating people, doing Instagram stories. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. It was so nice to disconnect from that. It was so nice to disconnect from what I felt like I had to do mm. and actually just focus on myself a little bit that day. And it was mad. I was like, why the fuck am I not doing this more? This is crazy. Like always giving energy, which I love, what I like to think I'm not a service, but like the energy that I bring to whatever I do is like helping people or whatever. Mm. But I was like, shit, I need to put some things aside sometimes and focus on how to save my energy or work on myself to be able to give better energy towards the outside. Am I making sense? You get what I'm trying to say? I'm, I'm, understanding what you're saying bro and if i'm gonna summarize it in a way that would make sense to me um you know basically you know you're very heavy in your doing yeah. in your doing now your doing is attached to your purpose and for you your purpose is helping people it's creating it's it's uh help you know it's making the world a better place it's you know pushing your need up 24 7 your project x you know it's building your community it's making the content and you love doing that stuff yeah. but that's your doing the masculine energy, the yang, that's when you put yourself in a state where it's creating. Now, that uses up a lot of energy. Yeah. And it can be quite draining if you're not vibrating much in your feminine yin energy. So the yin is the being. So you've got your doing and you've got your being. Being is just kicking back and feeling comfortable with not needing to do anything. It's chilling. It's looking at a sunset and you know in that moment that you're perfectly fucking fine. You're okay. It's going for a walk and not thinking about all the things that you want to do and got to do when you go for the walk. You're just looking at the waves. You're looking at the clouds. You're looking at a kid that's riding a bike past you. Like That's when you're in presence. And that when you're in that state, your body is prioritizing, sending energy towards digesting your food healing your cells you know all that's all those long-term building projects that when you're in your doing you're not necessarily doing as much so just flowing in one state of energy to the other creates more wholeness it creates balance yes it creates a more homeostatic state and that is when you're going to be in mind body spiritual like prime like you're going to be like feeling fucking awesome because i think it's so easy to miss out and not enjoy the present, right? Because we're so focused on what we've done, mm. what we have to do, yeah. and we don't enjoy the present. And I'm in Australia right now. I'm, I'm actually very ready to go home. I'm very ready to go home. I'm pretty much waiting for my flight to go back. Um, I feel like I need my old routine back and I can't wait to get back home. But earlier today, I was thinking about how much I wanted to go back home, but I was wasting so much energy on thinking about wanting to go home instead of, why the hell why I can't just be present and enjoy what the hell I have and focus on that instead of worrying about what I have to do a bit later on. Mm. You know, again, it's one of those things where you got to think about the positives with any scenario. Not that it's negative, but embracing the presence is so important. And I think that is someone, especially the last year, man, with the whole pandemic mm. in Australia, you guys didn't really experience it, but people in the UK, a lot of people that's going to be listening to this, Went through some shit, bro. Oh, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You guys, like, over there, 
they got in lockdown quite a fair few times. Yeah, and in pretty extreme lockdowns. It's still not open. Yeah, well, it's still not open. So yeah, like yeah. people are kind of sick of the present. <laughs> they're looking yeah, to yeah, the yeah. they're looking to the future, and you can't really blame them. How would you for someone that's at home and kind of focusing on? Uh, all of the things that's kind of happening with the pandemic and this and that and let's say all the negatives how would you get someone to spiritually or mentally veer away from that and be able to focus on themselves or what Mm. they have with their current situation because although some people might think oh you have a lot you should be grateful for that or whatever but someone in their mind could be trapped Mm. yeah 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 I feel you brother it's a good question um, first of all, everyone is looking at being in the presence, even if they're not in the presence. The reason why they deprive themselves of the presence bef- and don't allow themselves to be in the presence is because they have subconscious beliefs that revolve around they can only feel the presence once they've accomplished something, once they've done something. That's It's like they use up all this futuristic thinking until they get to a certain point and when they get there, that's when they temporarily feel the presence. And when you're in presence, that's when you're feeling love because you're here now and everything's fine, everything's cool, everything's good. That's when you're ready to accept love. But when you're in your doing a lot, you're like, okay, i got to do this first. I'll, I'll be happy once I lose 10 kilos or once I make this amount yeah. of money, once I buy this house or you know, when I find a partner. Like You're effectively depriving yourself of presence and love until you get to that point. And what happens then is you're depriving yourself of the amazing benefits of being in the presence, which is genuine fulfillment and happiness for what is actually around you because you can then see it. Yeah. When you're in the presence, you can see what you have. You can feel what you have. You're not depriving yourself from that because if I'm here right now and I'm in this beautiful room that I've created, but I'm thinking about a bigger room that I want to set up five years from now and that's all that's in my mind and I don't allow myself to really see and sit and feel this, well, then I'm not going to be grateful for this. Yeah. So it's... And you won't utilize it. Exactly. I won't, I won't see the benefits that it could bring to people. Like, yeah. come into my room. It's beautiful. Like, sit down, hang out, and um, I'll be too busy thinking about how it's not really good enough yet because it's not as big as what it could be. So for people that are listening now and, you know, you're going through a hard time now. It's a very challenging time because you've been in an environment that can feel, you know, like you've got the walls just closed in around you. You're not going outside in nature as much. You're probably not connecting with people as much. You know, it may be a bit harder for you to exercise or you're getting sick of exercising at home. You're not able to go to the gym, you know, your regular routine. You can't see your friends at work. There's a lot of components of your holistic health that are missing in your life right now that are designed for you as a human being to keep you operating well, like going outside, breathing fresh air, talking and connecting and expressing yourself, all those components. And it's going to be hard for you to, harder for you to see what is around you in that moment. But part of what is really going to drive you out of this state now that may be bringing you down from not being able to express yourself and do all these things is um, is really just taking it as a positive opportunity to do other things. And, you know, being with yourself, it is going to allow you to get deeper with yourself because you may have less distractions around you. So... With that experience now that you, you're going through now, what you can do is then start to look at more of the positives in the situation. And this is going to come from how you're perceiving it around you. And I know it's going to be hard for you to see that, 
But if you don't flip it around, what you're going through right now, you're just going to constantly be in a negative, 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 negative state and it's going to push you deeper and deeper and deeper into a depression or gravitating towards high-calorie foods or alcohol or other ways to numb how you're feeling about that. So your only option really is to flip it over mentally and see how you can make the most of this situation now, whether it learn a new skill. It's funny what you said about the calories eating more and stuff. That's it. It's mad how all of this is so linked up. And if you look at people that are healthy, they're not only healthy physically, but they're healthy because their mental state is in a very good place. That's right. And people that, a lot of people that we've coached, um, by the way, Charles is not just this um, big hippie. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he's a hippie. I'm just going to tell you because my face is gone. Yeah. yeah. He's, not a, he, he's not just a big hippie. He's also a very good coach. Uh, we PT together for years, and I've seen him coach. He's a very good coach. That's fair. No problem, bro. Um, he, we've worked with a lot of people that work in corporate, that deal with similar stresses to other people that work in corporate, whether it's nine to fives or whether it's stressful jobs. And it's so important that people that do have that really stressful, busy life, it's so important that you focus on your mental health. Mm, yeah. Because it correlates so much and is linked so much to your physical health and with the choices that you make. Correct. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Do you agree? Like you've had a lot of problem a lot of those problems with your clients, right? Even you, for example, leaving the gym to doing this. How much better do you feel doing this? Oh mate, big time. Yeah. Uh, the environmental stress of the city uh, was like I was working underground. Um, you know, just real busy environment, busy atmosphere, you know, you've got the noise pollution. It's it's a very hectic, yang, masculine environment. And it does, you become a product of your environment. And I found that I was in more of a stress state back then. And I found I had to meditate a lot more. And I was constantly like craving nature where now I just feel comfortable in general where I'm like, yeah, cool, go for a walk down to the beach and it's all good. But in regards to like, um, you know, any of your vices, whether it's food, alcohol drugs or anything like that like you were saying where you, you're chasing that high and that it's really going to come down from your deep deep into you somewhere deep into you where you do not feel like you're enough you don't feel like you're worthy of love um you're not feeling love you're not feeling presence enough in your day-to-day life and if you're not getting that enough or if you have those beliefs that you're not enough what it does it creates an underlying stress underlying stress so you've just on average got a heart that's beating a little bit faster you got blood pressure that's a little bit high you got a bit more cortisol running through your bloodstream all due to stories in your mind yeah now those stories are created from most likely your childhood and then over time you've reinforced those beliefs gathering evidence to suggest like see a girl rejected me that's why i'm not good enough see i went to get a job and they didn't take my application that's why i'm not good enough see i walked i walked down the street i said hello to a chick she didn't say hello back that's why i'm not worthy of love like you constantly like gathering love and hate love and hate relationship with yourself exactly bro yeah you're constantly gathering evidence to support that first traumatic experience that occurred to you when you were young and you may have gathered gathered that story from maybe you know your parents fighting in the, in the room next to you every time you're sleeping and then you'd get traumatized when you hear them fighting. You'd get stressed and then you made a meaning behind that like, fuck, are they fighting about me? Is it because of me? And, and, yeah. then, and people forget about that and this goes back into the psychedelic experience where what it does, it can help facilitate you digging deep into you to find out why 
you may be mistreating yourself, why you're not taking care of yourself, why you're overworking yourself, you know, why you're overeating all the time. It doesn't matter what calorie target someone gives you, but you're not consistent with it. Why you're running perfectionism, putting so much pressure on yourself. Maybe it's because when you're growing up, you know, you got a 9 out of 10 on a fucking mathematics exam and then your father said, well, what happened to the 1? And yeah. that traumatized you. And so going deep into your soul like, and taking care of your mental health is really, it's that missing link that's now in society where there's so much emphasis on the physical, so much emphasis on go to the gym, train, you know, smash yourself and do this, do that. But there's no emphasis on the deeper, deeper, deeper side to all of us. And that's what is really lacking. And people don't understand how much of an effect it's having on people's overall health and how they're looking and operating in general. 100%. I agree. And you know what? I think, uh, again, I'm saying I've been lucky enough to think and to experience a pretty decent mental health, probably due to being in a sport from an early age. Mm-hmm. And kind of being put into decent scenarios from my parents. So I've been lucky enough not to feel traumatized by those things. But I have with other things. And what the psychedelic experience did for me was, it was almost like the cheapest therapy you can get. (laughs) 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 Right? How much is therapy? $200 a session. (laughs) How much is mushrooms per gram? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was like almost... It was nice to go. It was nice. It, it was kind of nice to feel a little bit vulnerable, mm. if I'm being honest. Uh, there was a moment where <laughs> there was a moment where um, people are gonna be like, "Darren, why did you do this?" Uh, when we when we were when we did it, we went for a little stroll. We went near a cliff, as in near a. When I mean near a cliff, um, it was safe. Don't worry. But where I crossed over, jumped over some rocks, it didn't feel like it was very safe. Being your usual self, it would feel very, very safe. Mm. But it was almost weird. As I was going over, I saw Charles go over and he was calling me over. And I felt really vulnerable. <laughs> I felt like a child. And I was like, it was almost like, <laughs> this is a problem, but I don't think the problem is the rock. <laughs> it was so much deeper. Yeah. I was like, this is the vulnerability, Diren, that you can show sometimes. You don't always have to be so... I wouldn't say aggressive, but so like, so driven, so this, so that. And I was like, no, I don't want to go. It makes me feel weak. (laughs) You know, it makes me feel vulnerable. Charles was like, trust me, trust me. And I was like, (laughs) okay, man. (laughs) And I I went across and I just stood there and I was like in the corner of the rocks. I was like, breathing. Charles was like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good. I'm just, I don't know what's happening right now, but I feel vulnerable. And it was, it was kind of nice. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Did you, feel, did you feel that when that happened? My brother, I've been in very similar situations myself, especially in the early stages of going through psychedelics and things what like that. What was your first experience like? Oh, bro. <laughs> My first experience was fucking crazy, man. I was, I was on a beach and um, I was going wild. I was just like preaching nonstop about the universe, about the world. I was, brother, one of my mates was on the ground shaking and um, he was regulating a lot of emotions and trauma. And then I was basically grabbing sand from the ground and trying to rebuild him. <laughs> and it's crazy because like from the outside, if you're just looking at this as a physical experience, you're going to think the people that are going through it are fucking nuts and crazy. And yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. what the hell are you guys doing? Yeah. And that's not to say that every experience you're going to go through, you're running around like a crazy maniac. Yeah. Um, but 
there may be some moments where it gets a little bit, you know, there, there's some stuff that comes up and that's stuff for you to explore. But really, it's like that experience, once you leave the whole psychedelic experience, like for the few days to come, you're processing it and you're making so much meaning out of it. It's like, cool, so the meaning that I made behind passing that rock was it's okay to be vulnerable. And now that's going to serve you a lot when you're opening up to your family, when yeah. you're opening up to a partner, when you're, when you're about to do something. And it's like, look, it's, a, it's okay to not feel okay right now. Yeah. Like that rock is a metaphor for many different parts of your life. It's like watching a movie, bro. And there's a moment where something happens and there's like a deep rooted meaning to it. And it's like, that's what that meant. You know what I mean? This is why it's so important if you were doing this or if you have done this and if you decide to do a psychedelic trip, who you do it with is so important. I feel like having a similar, not maybe not similar mindset, but supportive people around you that are supportive, where you feel comfortable, feeling vulnerable is so important. Yes. You know? 100%. And like for your friend, I'm sure that was a crazy experience. And it's almost weird. Like you feel their energy, right? When that's happening. And you want to support that because you understand because you might have gone something you might have gone through something similar because you've kind of put your walls down and allowed yourself to be more vulnerable than what you were. Yeah. Right? And that's like, I guess that's like the process of starting that journey, which I feel I started the other week, yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. You know, I thought I was in tune with myself. I'm, even, I'm way more like, and it's why I'm still processing certain things and certain thoughts that are in my head. And now for me, it's like moving on and working on them slowly. That's it, bro. You know, and like really fully working on yourself internally. And all I can think of is once I do that, everything externally is going to be even better. And yeah. when I put that energy towards externally, then in my head, I'm like, there is nothing I can't fucking accomplish. That's it, bro. Uh, spot on, mate. It's like you've had your spiritual awakening. You've started your spiritual journey. And now you're practicing your spirituality in general. And now spirituality, it's, it's, like a, it's a very funny word. It's very misconstrued. A lot of people see it as this whole like la-di-da, woo-woo, like or organized religion or, you know, they're trying to take it too literally like, yeah, but there's no way that there's something called chakras. I can't say them or, you know, it's really just whatever experience you want it to be. Very similar to your physical experience. Your physical experience, you can be someone who's a rock climber and goes bike riding every week and, hey, that keeps you in good nick. Now, your spiritual experience can be whatever it is you want as long as it helps you regulate your emotions, helps you discover your sense of self and why you are here, your sense of purpose. Now, once you start your spiritual journey, that's when you're constantly learning how to divert some energy into that, into your day-to-day -day life. So you're sending energy into your physical journey. You're sending energy into your mental journey, mental journey like creativity, thinking about ideas, planning, processing, physical journey, uh, conducting them, moving your body, uh, training, whatever. And the spiritual journey is putting energy into getting deep within yourself, reminding yourself why you are here, why did I get triggered from that. So it's like learning how to be more holistic with yourself and then therefore you're going to become more complete. So the spirituality stuff, a lot of people limit themselves from that. They keep their walls up, they close the door. Why? I think a lot of it's got to do with the emotional part because it is very, it's a very emotional experience 
And for a lot of people, they do not know how to deal with their emotions. No, they don't. But people don't know how to deal with emotions when they see it in their face. I've seen people, when someone cries in front of them, they don't know how to fucking deal with it. Just like, yeah. give the motherfucker a hug, bro. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And people are not used to that. And I think, because they also see it as weakness. That's right. Society can't sometimes makes you feel like it's weakness. Hence why I've got Charles on this podcast, because I think this is very important. And it correlates with everything, right? With whatever you're doing. But it's also important that you hear it from someone that is also a, a, real, a very realistic person, right? And don't get twisted if you are a big hippie listening to this. Some of you hippie motherfuckers <laughs> take things too far. <laughs> some, some of you hippies, <laughs> like, are so, in the sense that, like, I think when you're too extreme in all aspects in life, I think it could be dangerous. Mm. But the reason I've, I was like, I wanted you to do, I was like, Charles, you need to come on the podcast is because you're you're in link with the real world as well, whatever the real world is. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, because whoever has worked, whoever is working in corporate or whoever has got a stressful life, whoever has got three kids and maybe not earning much money and is listening to this is you can actually relate to them. So can I, which is why mm. I think it's so important because somebody, <laughs> some people that do this life coaches and all of this stuff, they like, they're not relatable. Mm. You know, that's when I, when I get like a 22 year old saying, Hey, I'm a life coach on my bio. I'm like, motherfucker, <laughs> you don't even pay rent. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, bro. I get do you. Do you get what I mean? Oh yeah. And I think that's uh, really what my purpose is now strongly connected to that it's uh normalizing spiritual practice and emotional regulation and getting deep with yourself it's normalizing it and in order to make it more normal and for it to appeal to the masses it has to be digestible it has to be understandable you know if i'm someone here you know going you know come on guys we all gotta love each other and you know that's just what i'm saying take your clothes off and start jumping around naked and shit like you know <laughs> it, it's quite like i use the uh have you done that though i have <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I've, I've had many psychedelic experiences running out in the bush naked and shit, yeah. it's it's actually unbelievable brother there's no more better way to feel more vulnerable than that really brother the Australian bush <laughs> it's so funny if I'm watching mate there's snakes spiders and I was fucking running around butt naked butt naked you bro. had the anaconda loose <laughs> the Lebanese black mamba <laughs> what is that a brown snake no it's a Lebanese dick <laughs> And, um, oh, so yeah, it definitely needs to be, um, people just need to understand it because people are so lost, uh, by it. And, you know, some people do take it extreme and, you know, it's very similar to, you know, people's first day they walk into a gym and they're just like, Hey, look, I just want to tone up, improve my posture, you know, get rid of a little bit of body fat. And yes. then this, you know, 150 kilo power lifter comes up to them fucking going, Oh yeah, let's fucking get you lifting 200 kilos on your first day. Like yeah, that person is, they're just not going to be able to digest that. They're not going to be able to relate to that. They're not going to be able to connect with that. And if they don't connect with that, well then they're probably not going to be able to connect to the gym. Exactly. They may think like everyone's like that at the gym. So yeah. therefore they don't delve into that. They don't go through that physical journey. It's the same thing with the spiritual journey. Yeah. You know, it's like making it okay to express your emotions. Like people trip out when people express their emotions. I run a drum circle in Bondi every week and it's unbelievable emotional expression. Everyone is oh expressing themselves like 
It's crazy. I've had people tell me if it wasn't for this drum circle, I probably would have committed suicide during COVID. I've really? had people come up to me and say that, bro. That's I've had said, if it wasn't for this drum circle, I wouldn't have met people. I was so lonely at home, this and that. And, I'm, and I've got meetings. I have to have meetings with the council because there's people complaining about it because some people just don't know how to respond to people expressing themselves and they're not on drugs. They're not on alcohol. Everyone's sober. I'm going to put it out there, bro. Bondi... Sometimes when I look at the people, I just it's, it, I see a very numbing community. Sometimes, mm. you know. Yeah. And I'm sorry if you live in Bondi. If you take this the wrong way, hear me out. I think because of the lack of these expressions, and sometimes because of lack of culture in areas like this, people are scared to express themselves like the way say you do in a drum circle mm. i see you playing the drums cuz i do it as well when i'm playing brother i'm letting go like i'm feeling the music the vibrations it feels great i see you letting go i see you taking a deep breath like and i can see you like letting go completely and fully yeah. putting yourself and it's almost like therapy for yourself brother do you know what i mean Big so, time. and i think people only are like that because or they have that opinion or they complain about that is because they're scared to show their emotion like that. They are. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, Again, it's a similar thing when it comes to people hating on you. Some people hate on you because they fear that they can't express themselves like you. So they try to bring you down. Well, yeah, it's like um, people people will judge you for expressing yourself if you're crying and they judge you for crying. Like, oh, she, you know, why is she crying? Or why is yeah. he crying? That's weak. They do that to you because they do that to themselves. And the reason why they do that to themselves is they use that as a strategy to judge themselves, to prevent themselves from crying, to prevent them from being vulnerable because if they're vulnerable, they're because they're insecure, that's the reason why they're preventing themselves from being vulnerable because when you're safe, it's okay to be vulnerable. But when you're insecure, you're not comfortable to be vulnerable. So they use that as a protective mechanism to prevent them from being vulnerable because they're scared that they'll get hurt emotionally physically whatever and that's because it relates back to their shit it relates back to their trauma yeah. so people will judge you for expressing your emotions but understand that it's got nothing to do with you it's got to do with them it's got to do with them not feeling comfortable to express emotion yeah so now through my own journey and i've definitely understand where you come from and i and i and i hear that i get that there are Majority of people in society now, they're, they're numbing their emotions. Yeah. It's not just Bondi, bro. It's majority of the world, bro. It's, it's big, the West, Western world. Yeah, big the time Western, Western world. world. And going back to culture, like, what is culture? All right, cool. So, yeah, like, yeah, it's you've got the colors and you know, you've got a couple of people <laughs> playing instruments and yeah. shit, different food. But really what culture is, is a manifestation of expression. You've got culture, they have all their songs. Yeah. You've got culture, they have all their food. You got culture, they have all their instruments. You got culture, they have all their dances. You got culture, they have all the, their expressions. What all of these are are ways to express yourself. So when a culture has not been formed, it's not very, you know, and, and you know, Western culture, it's still quite new. It's you know, very new. It's still growing. It's still understanding itself, you know, and, and, and I get that. But when you haven't got a culture that is that has those tools, to yeah. be able for you to express yourself, you're going to find it very hard because you did not grow up in that way. All you saw yeah. was your fucking dad drinking. Yeah. All you saw was your mum eating a bag of chips while watching TV, you know? Yeah. That's all you know. Yeah. And culture doesn't ne culture doesn't necessarily mean um, having an ethnic background, by the exactly. way. Exactly. I want to make that very clear. I don't want people to get that twisted, you know? 
one Lebanese guy and one Turkish guy talking about this. <laughs> I want to make this very clear. It's not, it's not about that. And the way culture and the way artists express their emotions, sometimes it's through music, sometimes it's through art, through acting, through whatever it is. And even when you look at the type of music, you know what, I'll give an example, like grime music in the mm. UK, right? It's quiet. It's there's, hood. There's a, an emotion there's behind that. big it. emotion. Big time. Some brother. anger. But yes. that's their way of expressing it. That's right. You know, uh, Kurdish people, Kurdish background, all their songs sound like pain. Mm. It's because they've gone through a lot of suffering and that's their way of expressing it. You know, Bob Marley, the way he was used to express his music is... He's expressing it through his. Well, he's he's expressing his reality through his art. That's it, bro. You know, and I think we all express in different ways, and I think it's just a matter of actually embracing how to express it and kind of own it. You know, mm. um, you know when you were a kid, right? Whoever's listening to this, right? When you were a kid, you you wouldn't think twice about the way you would act because you wouldn't give a shit about what people think around you. You see, kids at that drum circle, they're dancing around. They feel the music, they feel the vibrations and they just, their feet start moving, you know? And I can see people that are not moving because they're worried about what people around them might think or they're worried about what they might look. Mm. And you see the hippies, right? You see the older hippies going into the middle like shocking dance moves. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely shocking. <laughs> shocking. But... I'm there, I'm there like, I oh, fucking rate this guy so much. He's expressing himself. He doesn't give zero fucks. Exactly. And I think that's so sexy, bruv. Yes. No homo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't swing that way, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Do you know bro. what I mean? 100%, bro. And you know, that's because now in regards to expression, I think people are comparing themselves to these like unbelievable artists and dancers. Like, so you think you can dance and shit. Like they're comparing themselves to all these people and they're going like, well, I can't dance. I can't sing. I yeah. can't play an instrument. Well, it's like, no, you can. Yeah. You're just not doing it. That's right. And therefore, that's not allowing you to express. Like for me, the drums, it all started when I was a kid. Yeah. Every time I had a barbecue, one of the uncles would come out and bring a drum and you're a kid and you're banging it. You don't know what the hell you're doing, but yeah. you're just making noises. But you're enjoying the noise. Enjoying the noise. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's supporting you like, yeah, keep, hey, keep playing, Charles. keep playing. And I'm like, yeah, am I doing good? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like having that. That was me on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, Charles looking like, you're doing great, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're doing great. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get a drum now, aren't you? Bruv, yeah, bruv. I thought I was all right, you know. Mm, you were, bro. Yeah, I swear guy. to God, you think I'm joking? <laughs> I don't know. I thought you were being nice, but I was just like, it's the rhythm inside me, innit? Bro. I was like, my ancestors, <laughs> in the mountains that were coming out, bro. The Kurdish was, pain, bro, it's yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it, bro. It was oh, so good. Bro, it was sick. sick. I'm definitely going to buy an instrument now. Uh, I can't wait to... Bro. And you know what I think about it, and I'm like, I'll probably express myself through the content that I create, the way I create it, the yes. weird things that I do on my stories, the dancing I do when I'm out or YouTube videos, my TikTok dances or whatever. And I remember now that like, thinking about it, a lot of people were commenting before going, oh my God, uh, grow up. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> bruv, let man live. Like, stop. Like, you're only thinking about that about yourself that which is why you're not doing it that's you know? it exactly and yeah. how how would you help someone break because there's going to be people listening to this that are going to be like fuck that's me I do mm. that all the time I bring people down to make myself feel better yeah, yeah. <laughs> what would you say to that person cool so um, first of all um, it's okay that you're doing it don't judge yourself for doing that 
don't judge yourself for judging because then all you're doing is like creating a new pattern that's based around judgment. Now, first of all, when you judge someone, notice how you feel. Notice what sort of state you're in. Do you like that? Do you enjoy that truly deep down? Or does it give you just some temporary satisfaction, but deep down it doesn't really leave you fulfilled? You know, maybe bringing people up and supporting others might leave you fulfilled. So right now you're already questioning it. You're already challenging the fact of what you are doing. With that, you judge someone. Notice when you're doing it. Notice who you judge. And understand that whenever you're judging someone, you're seeing a part of them that you don't like about yourself. So this is an opportunity to learn and heal that part of you that you don't like about yourself and gain more acceptance and forgiveness of that part of yourself. Because when you release that part of yourself that you're judging so much and you're reflecting and mirroring that onto others, when you heal that deep inside you, the judgment on people around you will start to cease. You'll stop judging people so much. You'll see someone dancing, judging them because deep down you're not comfortable with dancing yourself. But then when you heal that part of you and just like, you know what, fuck, it doesn't matter. I'll just go out and dance and you just let go and have a, have a bit of a jab. You'll see someone else dancing in public and you'll be like, you know what, good on them fucking for dancing. You know, you show love instead because you're showing love to yourself because you've showed love to yourself, that part of you that you've judged so much. So you've got to go through this process in your day-to-day life. You're walking around. Okay, you're going to be triggered by things around you. And trigger doesn't mean like, oh my God, I'm having an anxiety attack. It just means like you judge someone, you compare yourself to someone. You know, you think twice about before you pay for something that you can't afford that's going to be beneficial to your life. That's that scarcity mindset there. It's like you're experiencing that and you just take a moment to be like, okay, why am I doing this? And then you find out where if you dig deep enough, scarcity, maybe you grew up and you had a trauma one time, your mum, you know, couldn't afford to pay for a meal and therefore you made a meaning behind that that you didn't have enough and you didn't have enough resources and that's manifested into other parts of your life so therefore you became really like restrictive with money and stuff and spending so you dig deep you find out you're like okay cool i know why i'm doing it i'm doing it because i learned it from when i was young and it's created this insecurity that's not serving me because what it does it creates anxiety it doesn't allow me to invest money into myself to develop and to grow myself right then what you've done is you've deconstructed that thinking pattern now you can construct a new one okay cool all right so what i want to do is instead of uh, scarcity i want abundance i want the abundance mindset abundance gang that's it bruv what i want the abundance mindset well because it's going to serve me well it's going to allow me to invest in myself grow i'm going to join project x or whatever it is and get into a community and like-minded people and in a year from now i'm going to be a better person okay so right now you're you're weighing up the pros and the cons and then when you finish on that abundance mindset and you go ahead and you pay for that thing whatever it is that's when you notice how you feel how do i feel right now fuck you know what i feel fucking excited i feel empowered yeah fuck i'm i feel a lot better than that scarcity mindset how that was making me feel that's you gathering evidence to suggest why this new thinking pattern is better. And then every time you're experiencing reality, challenge whenever you run that scarcity. You might not always get it. It's going to run autopilot. You might do it and you won't even know you, you did it. But the more you realize that you're doing it, the more that you're catching it. And the more that you catch it, the stronger it gets. You're building up these new connections in your brain and the more that they're reinforced that they're getting. And it becomes easier to then run that new thinking pattern around, let's say, abundance that serves you better. That was some sick bars, you know. Bro, deep shit, bro. That was fucking good. It's so true. And I think that's what we're doing. In a sense, it's like different things, trying different things, kind of 
doing our best to drop that ego and attempting that, not caring what someone might think. I know there's people going to be watching this going, Darren's turned into a fucking hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I don't care, yeah, though. Man. I don't care. Yeah. But it's it's nice to drop that and go for it. And what I've realised most, and I, I see this with my clients all the time, is when when I see them take action and they get that slight bit of reward, it drives them to keep going. Oh, yeah, bro. You know, which is why you need to try these different things. You shouldn't be like, oh, Dylan wouldn't do that. I'm not going to do that. Do it. Try it. See how you feel from it. You know, remove that fucking wall and be like, no, I'm going to go for that. And then see what happens from there. You might enjoy it. You might not. You might get reward from it. It might feel you to do more. You might not like the way it feels. And you might be like, no, this wasn't me. But you know what? I attempted it. I tried it. I wasn't, I didn't belittle it or whatever it was. I tried it and it wasn't for me. And I've noticed that with the, uh, that day when we did it, I was like, you know what? I need to stop wasting energy on kind of worrying about other people too much sometimes yeah. in a sense as even we're chatting to, I was chatting to James Shaw about this, like how, what someone else is doing, like whether it's bad or good. I'm like, why do I, why should I care in the sense as that's, that person's doing their own journey. That's Let it. them do it and they'll learn from it. You know, focus on yourself. And again, it's like, um, maybe I'm focusing on that because I'm worried about myself. <laughs> you know what it. I mean? Yes, yes. See, and then like, and uh, as soon as I recognize that, I was like, dear, no, bring it back in. And I think recognizing it is like, and then taking action from it. And that's when you go on that journey that I feel like I've started. 100%, bro. It's like, just going back to the psychedelic experience, like you know how before I was talking about like the scarcity, the judgment, the comparing yourself to others, the confusion, whatever it is. Yeah. When you break down your ego, it's like you're walking into that room and you're like, oh, fuck, there's a big pile of judgment. Oh, fuck, there's a big pile of comparing myself to others. And then when you're doing that, like what you effectively did with your judgment, so by the sound of it, you sound like you were judging people based on whether they're doing good or bad. Yeah. And then you came to that realization, you looked at this big pile of judgment, you're like, why am I judging these people? It's wasting a lot of energy. So this is like you gathering the evidence to support yeah. why it's not great. Yeah. You're deconstructing it. And then you're like, it's okay. Let them do what they're doing and they'll learn. That's the forgiveness. Yeah. So then you're forgiving them. It's okay for them to be however they are. They'll get it. Yeah. And then after that, you're just like, just bring it back and focus on yourself. That's the new thinking pattern that's going to serve you better. So effectively during that moment, of your psychedelic experience, you've created a whole new thinking pattern. Your brain has created a new connection. Yeah. That now in your day-to-day -day life, you just got to keep reinforcing and the exactly. thicker and the stronger it gets. That, and that's why I mean like I'm still processing things. Yes. And you're processing it by you're like, keep feeding energy yeah. into that. Keep, that's all right, brother. It's all right. You don't, yeah. don't worry about what other people are doing. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, you know when we were up the rock with the other people that were with us? Mm. When I walked away from it, I walked away from that because I was focusing on them a little bit. At one point, I was like, I was, in my head, I read people quite well. I know I read people quite well. And when I was looking at like some your body language, other people's body language, I was like, I need to remove myself from this because I'm doing this to focus on me. Mm. And for that short period of time, I focused on other people. And I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm doing this for me. And that's why I walked away and took off on my own for a couple of hours. You know, and I sat there on my own and I was like, this is beautiful, man. I was like... Bro, you saw dolphins and shit. Bro, oh my days. Check this out, yeah. 
By the way, if you do psychedelics and listen to Hans Zimmer, fuck <laughs> Oh my days. Me and Hans Zimmer went places. <laughs> Duran told me about Hans Zimmer. Like, I, I knew him, but now I know him a lot better Bro. too. <laughs> Interstellar? There is, dimen- there is no dimensions that I did not go to. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, so I was listening to a Hans Zimmer track. It's called This Land uh, from Lion King, right? And I'm a big child. I'm not going to lie, man. When it comes to Disney, Marvel, all that stuff, I'm a big child. And it reminds me of being a child and the way I would express myself then. And I still think I do now. And I'm now I'm embracing it even more than I was, right? And I was listening to Hans Zimmer and I was looking out into the ocean, right? And you're seeing everything times 100. Like you're, when you're on mushrooms, you're, everything's, what's the word? In hi, in heightened? Yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, um, yeah. Heightened, enhanced. Enhanced, exactly. Yeah. And um, I start, there was dolphins. Wow. And I had the I, saw, I saw a turtle that day, bro. Bro, turtle swimming in the water. I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Never seen a turtle in my life, bro. This is life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's energy, guys. Yeah. And I was like, I was listening to the music, and then I saw the dolphins, and I stopped thinking about everything else. And I was like, and I had this thought process in my head. I was like, "Fuck," I stress about the dumbest things sometimes. Look how beautiful this is. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you see, you, you allowed yourself to get into presence then. Yeah. And when you're in presence, because you could have been on that rocky edge thinking about your fucking to-do list. You could have been thinking about something that you said to someone five years ago. Yes. You could be thinking about what's going to happen to me five years from now. You yeah. could do that. You could feed energy into those thought processes or you could just be there. Yeah. And when you're there, bro, you feel it, bro. You feel the fucking love. Yeah. You feel the love. It's there, bro. People, because they go around in their day-to-day lives looking for love, bro. They get dressed up. They go out. They'll get on the fucking drugs. They'll be swiping away on Tinder nonstop. They'll be punching through a whole tub of ice cream, whatever it is, just to get some sense of- That's what we're looking for, bro. (laughs) That's mad, didn't it? That's what we're looking for. We're looking for love, bro. Because the reason why people are looking for love, bro, is the absence of love creates insecurity, okay? Yeah. The reason why it creates insecurity is because love is needed for you to feel secure. And what is it supposed to allow you to feel secure in? In a community, in a tribe, in a family. Love is the energy that connects all the people within the tribe and the family. It's that energetic connection yeah. because we are social creatures. We are tribal creatures. And right now in society, bro, the average person in the Western world, zero friends. Yeah, You may have acquaintances. You may have people you know, but I'm talking about a friend where Actual it's like, friend. brother, we, we are connected. Yeah. I got you. You got me. We're on this path together. Yeah, Like true friends you can open up to, you can be vulnerable to, you don't have to be fake to and shit like that. Bro, this is why people love dogs so much. Yeah, that's it, bro. I got three dogs. They're fucking- they, Do you know what I mean? They yeah. just, they're there, present. They're showing you love. They're, they don't, their brain hasn't developed in a way where 
they've built an ego. They yeah, haven't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They don't overcomplicate things as much as we do, bro. Exactly. And they're, they're pack animals too. They understand how important love is to feel safe. Yeah. So when you, when, you're, when you don't feel love, you feel insecure, and the reason why it's been manifested into all these different things like comparing yourself to others or having a negative relationship with food and all these things is because when you were young, when you're young, that's when you are at your most vulnerable. From the ages of one to eight, you are at your most vulnerable, and that is when your brain is forming at such a fast rate. It's trying to make sense of the world. What does this mean? If I touch this, it's hot and I'll burn myself. Yeah. If I walk here, uh, you know, I've got to be wary that I might fall off this edge. You know, okay, uh, for security, I, got, I need to go and feel secure by receiving love from my parents, from my carers. Now, if you have perceived your childhood in a way, and this may be deep in your subconscious where you're not even aware of it, that you are not worthy of love because of something that happened to when you were young, parents broke up and that's you know you've made some mean because you weren't good enough and why can't i have a normal family i'm not worthy of love because of that or because you weren't good enough because you came from a migrant family and your parents put so much pressure on you to do so fucking good at school so much pressure and nothing that you did was ever good enough and all you wanted to do was just be validated and recognized by your parents and receive love but instead they deprived you of love and only gave you love when you achieved a fucking hundred out of a hundred yeah you know, it's things like that in your childhood that you need to go back and deep, deeply and assess and make new meaning from because yeah. your story isn't finished. You create a story when you were young that may be preventing you from feeling love now, but it's not finished. It's just a different chapter. It's a different chapter of your book. So you can rewrite it, but for you to rewrite it, you've got to go back into your soul and use that emotion to rewrite it just like all those amazing artists when they're singing when they're writing when they're creating these amazing movies there's emotion that's backed behind it you're not going to watch a movie that's fucking boring and it doesn't make you feel anything same thing with your story you got to use that emotion to drive and be like no wait a minute my parents actually do love me even though they put so much pressure on me really that's all they knew because they had no money growing up and they came from a third world country and all they wanted me to do was just be the best that i can because they loved me so much you can make a new meaning behind it with that meaning you're like fuck i actually am worthy of love i don't need to kill myself at work trying to get fucking please my boss and be the best the director ceo before i feel love you know what i mean yeah of course every so much pressure on that so much crazy man which is why people are so stressed big time bro and they they don't realize it comes from the way that they're perceiving things and the surface of it you'll hear it like oh fucking uh, i'm just so busy you know it's like okay cool i get it you're busy but maybe they're so busy in their mind because they just can't get enough done that they're expecting themselves to do to try and be good enough you know, but really they are doing good enough, but they're not seeing it. So they put more pressure on themselves to do more, and that creates this whole reality that's like, I'm just so busy, I'm just so busy. It's never ending. That's the deep stuff that um, you know, once you go in there and you heal that, you go into your you go into your childhood, really, that's that's where you gotta go. When you let go of that stuff, that's when that's why it's so important to have a good upbringing. But that, and even if it does, doesn't matter, you can go and sort it out. But exactly. But it's it, like a good, a good upbringing is like I mean, what is a good upbringing? My, yeah. my, my upbringing was pretty, on paper, pretty fucked up. Yeah. My dad left, left my mum when I was eight. He was out of my life, didn't support us financially. We lived in housing commission. We didn't have money for food a lot of the time. So a lot of that manifested out into scarcity mindset, perfectionism, not good enough, not worthy of love. And Some anger, maybe. 
big time, bro. That's how I was expressing my emotion because I had a negative relationship with anger because I used to see my dad angry a lot and I used to judge him for being angry. Therefore, whenever I was angry, I'd judge myself. So I'd bottle it up. <laughs> it's, cr- it's crazy, eh? It's so crazy. That's it's so fucking true. crazy, bro. It's really, it is. And now through healing my own trauma, now I've actually got a much better relationship with my family, yeah. my father. Like, uh, I'm, It's like I wouldn't change my childhood because my childhood made me who I am. It's like you're watching a movie and then the movie, in the movie, there's some pretty fucked up shit that happened, yeah. right? Some pretty fucked up shit. But at the end of the movie, it's like, but everything worked out. You know, it's like your story. You guys might be struggling right now and lockdown and yeah. someone died and you're struggling financially, your business, whatever it is. But it's not the end, you know, it's, it's just part of your story, you know. It's all going to work it's, out. It's a new beginning, you know. And funny you say that about the parents thing and I've had... I've got a lot of friends where they don't have the relationship that I do with my family, right? Because I express myself the the way I am, I do with my family. If, if I miss them, I tell them. If I love them, I love them. I tell them I love them. I love you. I'll miss you. I'll see you soon. I'll chat to you later. I'll call you later, mom, whatever it is. And sometimes I'll chat to my friends and they're like, my parents are not like that. I'm like, bro, you can make it like that. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, I'm not saying I'm not forcing people to do that, but like, fuck, your parents might not have been educated enough and have the, I don't know, tools that we have to say, listen to a podcast like this or listen to other people that are quite empowering and inspiring. Their upbringing could have been, was probably a lot more rough than yours. And you're kind of experiencing a small percentage of what they did through Mm. their parents. Mm. And you have the power to fucking change that. And if you do, do it, bro. Like, you don't chat to your sister. You don't chat to your brother. You don't text your mum and dad as often. And, and I get a lot of people saying, yeah, I don't chat to my dad. Chat to them, innit? Yeah, 100%. Chat. It's, you can't get any more, you can't get any closer than your blood. That's yeah. your bloodline. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So like, message someone, whoever's listening to this, message someone, be like, hey, it's been a minute. Sorry if I've been a bit quiet. How are you? Yeah, let's do a Skype call, whatever it is. You know, these sort of connections, these sort of things, <clears throat> are important. Are important because the more time you give to people, and I'm not saying go fucking doing ten hour Skype calls a day and wait, uh, and then spend your whole day doing that. But like, I think people give me time because I've given them time. You know, you giving me time because I've given you time. I'm giving you time because you've given me time. Yeah, and it builds a connection. Big it time. builds a friendship, and it opens potentially so many doors. Do you know time, what I mean? Bro. Because of, say, our connection over this, thousands of people are going to fucking listen to this and go, fuck, I'm going to message my dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, message yeah. my mum. And you know, I'm going to meditate and focus on me and focus on the positives instead of making things out worse than what they actually are, you know? And there is nothing more powerful than community and people in the world, all right? No matter what city you're in, no matter what situation you're in, if your minds, your soul and the people you are connected with is good enough, there's nothing you cannot accomplish. Yeah. Like, there is nothing you cannot accomplish. Uh, I liked uh, what you said about, like, reaching out and communicating with those people that you may not be communicating with. That's really important. And the reason why, uh, you know, your friends and these people might not be doing that is because it's those people directly that may be linked to their trauma. And that is what creates the trigger. It's like when they're around their dad, they may feel so uncomfortable, but they don't even know why. They yeah. may have the surface layer story like, fuck, you know, 
this guy wasn't there for me when I needed him. You know, he he didn't support me like my friend's dad supported them. Why couldn't I have a dad like that? Yeah. Like you've got this surface layer story, but really that's when that's the perfect opportunity for you to challenge it. Just like when you judge someone on the street yeah. and it's like you form that new connection and challenge it and like, is this serving me? You do it in that moment too. It's like, okay, right now I've got this relationship with my dad. I'm feeling triggered now. This is the motion that's arising. This is my mind, body, spiritual state that I'm in when I'm around this person is this helping me? Yeah. No, because I'm not connecting with my dad. I'm not allowing myself to feel and share love with my own blood. And it's all because of this story in my mind because I feel like I was entitled to something different because I'm thinking about the past and it's avoiding me from being present now with him because he's right here now. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you can challenge that right now. You can go in there and then you can reconstruct something that serves you better. It's like you got to have a lot more self-belief in yourself that you can turn things around because all of these things in your mind about past and future, it's just fucking stories. Yeah. It's just stories. Yeah. And your stories aren't true. They're not always true. If you're going to go pick up a Bible now, pick up a Quran, pick up a Torah, pick up Scientology book, you're not going to read it and be like, everything in this fucking book is true. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to read it. It's the same thing with your thoughts. I walk down the street sometimes and I judge people. I'm not fucking perfect. Yeah. I look at someone, I judge someone. But then I go, no, wait a minute, that's not serving me. And I do the whole thing and that's yeah, it. That's it. It's, so, it's all good. It's okay that I judge the person, but I didn't take that first initial thought as truth. Fuck, if I judge that person, that means I'm a bad person. Yeah. No, I'm not a bad person. I just judged him in that moment. It's okay. I flipped it around and that's it's it. It's a natural behavior. It is. But it's the outcome of it is what's important. 100%. It's whatever you finish with. Yeah. It's like, all right. Because sometimes it's a natural reflex. It is. Because it's, be like, it's been so habitual. Yeah. Because like, you've judged people so much because you heard your parents judge and their grand, your grandparents judge. This person in the village is, that, that doesn't have a nice goat like me. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's funny because like, my grandparents say stuff like that. Yeah. Don't, don't go talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not, Obviously not in English, in Turkish. But <laughs> yeah. Don't go. I'm like, why? Because he cut my tree or something like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what he I mean? stole my apricots. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Exactly like that. So it's like whatever story you're playing in your, your mind, it's whatever you finish with. So let's say right now I'm writing a paragraph and I'm like, Mary had a little lamb and then the lamb got fucking slaughtered and killed. But really that didn't really happen. It was just a joke. Cool. <laughs> Like you can see how the story started with something. It had something pretty fucked up that happened in the middle, but then I finished it with something that turned it around. Yeah. Same thing with your thoughts. Like you've got the power to do that. And when you do that, your reality changes because whatever you think you feel and whatever you feel you act. So it's like this whole cycle of your sensory experience, dude. And that's like the energy creation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bruv. Wow. It's mad. Deep things, bro. I love it. Bro, I love it, man. It's it, bro. How does your soul feel now talking about this shit? I love it, bro. I think it's uh, just the fact that I know people are gonna hear this and go, "Fuck, this is." I'm gonna take action from this, and I'm like, "Do it, please." Yeah, because the better you are, the better people around you are. You know, this is why communities are so important. Big this time. is why, like, this is why. Now I can't wait to go to my dad's village again because it's been a few years since I've gone back. And when I when I had that moment with myself and like I understand my grandparents more in a sense as my granddad used to spend a lot of time on his own 
used to spend all day on these fucking plants. Well, wow. And I never used to get it. Right? I never used to get it. Man put so much love and energy into those plants. Something so basic. Something so small. But it was his way of being active and probably meditating. He would plant these trees and he would sit there for hours on a mountain, bro, and wow. just smoke. He smoked. Since, he started smoking when he was 18. He died when he was 97. Yeah. You, you know why the smoking didn't affect him as much? Because he had all the other components of his health sorted. Exactly. Sense of purpose, sense of community. Exactly. Bro. People don't understand how much it speeds up your rate of death oh, when bro. you don't have a sense of purpose. You're lonely. Okay. You, you Obviously, like all the nutrition and all yeah. that stuff. But your, your grandfather, all right, smoking, but... He's also outside in nature, breathing fresh air, drinking fucking awesome water, eating amazing fruit and vegetables, bro. That he's made. He's made, bro. And he's got a sense of purpose. His purpose is, I'm going to grow this garden. I'm going to create this new cycle of life. And, and then all the love that I put into this creates love in the form of these plants. And then love then goes into the bodies of my grandchildren. And then they feel the love because they grow to be big and strong. Like it becomes this whole spiritual cycle, bro, from start to finish. And that's his purpose to facilitate that. I used to see him like pour the onions out and like the peppers and stuff. And he used to come show me. He used to be like, look, I made this. <laughs> And I get it more now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more bro. than ever. Like I used Crazy. to appreciate it and I used to always give him time. Him and uh, my mom, my mom's very much like that, you know. And um, that's their purpose. That's my mom's purpose. That's, that's why I like being close to family because when I'm close to them, I'm giving them a purpose. My mom ringing me and asking me when she can come over to come help me clean or cook for me. That's her purpose. That's yeah. family's purpose. And that is what the most important thing is. Good energy, family, and friends. What the fuck is the point of anything else, yeah, bro? Yeah, that's it. Who the fuck gives a fuck about flying business class or mm. having a lot of money if you don't have family and friends, that's bro? That's it, yeah. That's What's like the fucking foundation? point, bro? That's if, like, your, your grandfather lived to 97, bro. Well, he had the foundation, bro. And people think that foundation, yeah, but it sounds fucking boring. And, but you know what? That is the number one thing that is going to make you happy and feel love. It's mad because that person mentally and health-wise is so much more stable and internally happy than someone that does think that is boring. Yes. Because that person that thinks that certain thing is boring is constantly fighting to find something that can have, that their mind can be in that state. Like something temporary. Yes. Like, you know, materialism or drugs. Yeah. And things like 100%. PlayStation bro. 5, this, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, this, yeah. that. 100%. And, and when you don't need that, when, I'm not saying you can't have that. Yeah, have that, bro. Enjoy yeah. your life, 150%. Have the foundation. But have the foundation That's of that. It. Because even when I buy something nice now, before, remember when I was in Jewel Street, yeah? There was, yeah. There was obviously that moment where I wasn't happy. I, remember. I went through a fucking, a lot of shit. I remember. And yeah. You're before, very confused and I was lost. very confused. Yeah, I was yeah, very yeah, lost. Yeah. And you could see it in my face. Definitely. Because I was, I'm that guy. You feel the energy in the gym, and when I'm sad, you feel the energy too. Yeah, definitely. Because we get to that. That was a very powerful gym, man. It really was. It was. It was, it? it was fucking powerful. Like just how connected we became with our like with people there. Oh yeah. Like I found like it was a place where I really I learned a lot about myself there, man. And and you spend so much time with people underground, and you're busy pumping out sessions. It was like boys we're all in this together like we're yeah. all doing the we're doing the hours and it's true like whenever someone's vibe would be a bit different we'd all know and we'd all You'll talk know. about it we'd be like hey is fucking this guy all right what's going yeah. on and at that moment 
I was buying materialistic things. I kept buying trainers. Mm, I remember. Little spikes of happiness. Yeah. Little spikes of happiness. Now when I'm buying trainers, I'm buying stuff that I like, I want. Mm. I, I buy it and I'm happy. But then I put it aside Then I carry on what I like doing during the day. That's it, bro. It's not, it, my focus, my workload or everything I do is not for that. I'm not happy because of that. It adds a bit of pleasure that adds to me enjoying my life. Yeah. But it's not, why I'm happy, hundred. But it's like this room, bro. Yeah, this this room. By the way, um, it's a little bit dark now. People watching on YouTube, but this room is my favorite room. I'll do a vlog as well on this one day to check out this room, and it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. What you said about the energy thing, um, I felt that with you when you went to, I think you went to Africa and came back. Yeah. When you yeah. came back, you looked yeah. miserable. That you were back on the ground. Yeah, bro. Yeah. So so Darren, uh, he met me around the same time I started my spiritual awakening all all we'll call that is really I just started getting a lot deeper with myself and challenging you know who I am and why I'm here and all that sort of stuff the way I was doing that uh, I was going into really just random places overseas um the time I met him I went to Pakistan and that was actually a few months after my first psychedelic experience after my first psychedelic experience I was like okay fuck there's some other things going on I went to Pakistan. I went on the border of Afghanistan. I was in the mountains, really rugged, rough terrain, like no showers for a week, you know, like we're sleeping on the floor. No restaurants, no fucking hotels and shit. Like this place, infrastructure for tourism, nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Ever since 9-11, like tourism just went bang, bang. you know what I mean? Yeah, of course, yeah. Going to Africa and that. And every time I'd come back to George Street in, this, in the middle of the Sydney CBD where people's values are very heavily aligned around constantly doing not being like money and drugs and alcohol like it's 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 an environment that breeds that sort of state i just would be underground in this place and be like you know what i've realized again that this just is not for me yeah and um you know that's why now um i feel like i'm a lot more connected with you because around the same time i knew you you know you were in a toxic relationship you were confused you weren't necessarily deeply fulfilled within yourself, but really seeing how you've transformed yourself now into what you're doing, bro, it's amazing. And then I feel like I'm relating to that a lot more now and, yeah. and I'm a lot more connected with that now and I'm feeling your energy a lot more. And um, You get it. Yeah, I get it, I bro. get it too. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like you're getting what the things I'm talking about and I'm getting your spirituality. That's thing. it, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why you need to connect with people. 100 percent you go and do mushrooms yeah in, yeah, a, in, a, in a safe environment with good people with good people 100 yeah. percent. and that, and just yeah. it's something that is gonna be don't expect it to be like this oh my god man this is fucking whoa yeah, like yeah. you know just it's, it's whatever experience you get you get and that's cool because whatever experience you get was the experience that you needed because it's just accessing that deep state internally and it's okay whatever it is don't judge yourself if you fucking cry i cried in our first one yeah together me and him i had a fucking amazing cry it was beautiful bro oh wow felt unbelievable afterwards and that's something that i'm fucking trying to normalize like it's okay to cry it's just a fucking bit of water coming out of your face <laughs> what the fuck is the big problem it's crazy how society creates these meanings behind something so simple yeah as fucking liquid coming out of your eyeballs bro <laughs> So crazy bro it's like sex bro like people have created such like like the porn industry and this whole thing around say brother it's two bodies rubbing up against each other that's all it's doing bro nah, i can't do it until this and that oh fuck it it creates a lot of 
Anyway, we won't get into that. Yeah, but I get you. That's another podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexual another, healing. <laughs> sexual healing, baby. Yeah. God damn. Woo. Woo. There's some noises here. Hold on. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What's this? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, um, Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the channels, whether it's on YouTube or po- um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you believe that this is going to help someone out, share it. Charles, tell them where they can find you, bro. Hey, guys. If you want to find me, I'm on Instagram as Charles underscore the people's coach. And uh, I run a boutique holistic health studio in North Bondi called Bondi Health House. That's where where we are currently residing now. And if you want to see me in action every Sunday at the North Bondi Grassy Knoll, I'm playing drums there with my tribe from three to six, vibrating and radiating immense levels of love. Yeah, that's right. Musical healing and some sexual healing, bruh. <laughs> for your love, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Peace and love. Thanks, guys. Peace.